This episode is a little mini episode. I recorded it probably three or four months ago. I hadn't planned it or wrote out an outline or anything. It was just a couple thoughts that were on my mind, so so I thought I might just record them. It was a little different than what we normally do, so it's just kind of been sitting there. But we did this safety episode, and I figured it'd be a nice little extra to piggyback on our safety episode. Um, hopefully you guys like it. If you like these little mini episodes, uh, you know, reach out on social media or in our email and tell us that you like them and maybe we'll make some more of them. Uh, with that, we'll take care of some business and get right to it. This podcast is for informational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, a substitute for professional arboriculture advice and should never be relied upon to perform or direct arboricultural work. The Tree Thinking Podcast makes no representations as to the accuracy, completeness, or suitability of any information on this podcast will not be liable for any damages arising from the use of any information in the practice of arboriculture or tree work. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guests and their appearance on the podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. The podcast and its hosts are not to be held responsible for misuse, cited, and or unsighted copies of the content within this podcast by others. The Tree Thinking Podcast may not be reproduced or distributed without the express written consent of the Tree Thinking Podcast. All right, this is a little bit of a different episode. I wanted to take a minute and talk to you a little bit about what it means to be safe on the job site. There's a lot of organizations out there that Talk about safety. You know, you think about OSHA, you think about ANSI. We go to all these different safety trainings. I've been on a couple of them recently that had some questions come up. Most recently, I was at an aerial rescue training, and somebody was asking about working around house drops. You know, it's an insulated line. It's not the primaries, but it's still dangerous. And it kind of got into the EHAP realm of, well, you need to be EHAP certified if you're going to work around the power lines. The conversation was going in that direction. And one of the participants said, well, what if my boss is, you know, giving me a hard time? You know, what if it's one of those, well, this is what we're doing. You got to do it. And they, the guy was saying, hey, and, you know, if I don't do it, he's going to find someone else to do it, and they're just going to get it taken care of. And I'm going to be out of a job, you know. And then along similar lines, I was uh, teaching a chainsaw and chipper safety course, you know, and we go through a lot of the basics on chipper and chainsaw safety, and then opened it up for questions at the end. And one of the people's, uh, the question was like, hey, what if what if one of the kind of old timers on the crew, one of the people that's been on the crew for a while, decides, you know, they're not going to follow the safety rules. They're going to do it this way. And I feel like it's creating an unsafe situation. And they don't want to hear about it from me. What, what do I do then? And it really kind of made me think about safety as far as, Safety can go in a couple different directions. There's the OSHAs, the ANSIs. You know, these are organizations that definitely have your best interests in mind, and they're definitely trying to take care of you and keep you safe. But 
that's more something that the company is going to worry about. And as an employee of the company, you want to worry about that too. But what I mean by that is if OSHA busts you, the company is going to be paying fines, right? The company is going to be paying the consequences. And you might too, heck, you might get fired. But in safety, what you really have to worry about is you getting hurt. Because if you are hurt, you're going to be paying that cost. If you're seriously hurt, if it's an injury that's going to be with you for your life, that's a cost you are going to pay after all the legal stuff is gone. You could still be paying that cost. And hell, if you get killed, then you're paying the ultimate price. So if somebody on your crew is coming to you with an attitude of, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not really, you know, feeling comfortable with these rules. I've always done it my way and I'm good my way, you know, or if you got a boss that's saying, well, you got to do this or you're going to get fired. I'll find someone that's going to replace it. You know what? Good for them. Right. But don't let that get in the way of your safety. Okay. Don't, don't be an innocent bystander when that old timer on the crew is doing something unsafe that gets you hurt or, or get someone you work with hurt because you didn't want to step up and stand up. Right. If the boss is telling you, Hey, you know, you, you just got to make those cuts. You just got to work around those power lines and you haven't been trained to do that. Then you need to be able to have that conversation with that boss. And it doesn't mean it has to be a argumentative conversation. It doesn't have to be the type of thing where you're getting in an argument with someone and it's you versus them. You know, with that boss, it might be a conversation as simple as, well, I, I haven't been trained how to do this. So how can we get some training? And if they say, you don't need that training, you can be like, yeah, but... I really do need this training. And if I get caught in a situation where I get hurt or someone gets hurt, your company is the one that's going to go down. You're, you're the one that's going to have to pay the OSHA fines. You know, and, and that might open their eyes. You know, you could make them realize, like, there are some serious financial components to not being compliant. And if they still are telling you to screw it, you go do it. I, at a certain point, you just have to say, hey, right now, there's tons of tree work. In, at least in my area, There's a tree businesses are hiring. If you're a skilled employee, then you will get another job. And even, even if you're a little worried, even if maybe the market's not real good at the moment, you got to ask yourself, what's more important, having that job or and potentially getting hurt or killed or having to hustle up another job? And, you know, that's a tough one. I'm not here to tell you what to do with your career. And that's partially what this is about, right, is nobody's here to tell you what to do. But know that the consequences you're going to face if you make a bad decision could be really bad consequences. 
And if it's that old timer on the crew, what I would suggest is try to approach them from a position of trying to learn. If you're the new guy on the crew and the old timer's doing something you don't feel safe, ask them why they do it that way. Instead of telling them they're doing it wrong, ask them why do you do it this way? Because what I've heard from this training or what I saw on this video is someone explaining that you can really get hurt doing it that way, and I want to make sure I don't get hurt. And and try to approach it from that point. Now, at a certain point, if they're going to be that stubborn, again, you're going to be faced with a decision. How far do you want to bring it? Do you want to run it up to the chain to the crew lead if they're not the crew lead? Do you want to go up to the field operations manager if they're, you know, how I don't know what, what structure your business has. Do you run it up to the owner of the business and say, hey, this old timer is not being safe? I mean, you could be really creating a pretty bad situation on the crew for yourself at that point, depending on how the, how the crew dynamics are. But again, if you can't have those conversations with the people on the crew, is that a crew that you want to work on? And that gets to another point that really, if your crew, let's flip it around a little bit for a second. If you're the owner, right? If, or if you're the crew lead, or if you're the guy on the crew that's been there for a while, telling people to do it in a way that maybe the training that they just went through is it different from that training. Maybe stop and ask yourself that question. Am I putting someone in a weird position? Am I putting someone in a spot where it's not safe? Because that's nobody's goal. Everybody's goal is to have a good time, make some money, get the tree work done, go home. I mean, that, that's what we're here to do, right? Have a living, take care of trees, do good work. And if you're impeding that process, especially from a safety perspective, is that something you're going to want to think about and have to live with if someone gets hurt on your watch? You know, these things are uh, hard to talk about without specific scenarios in some ways because it seems like people always have an excuse. Well, in this situation, I can do this. And I've done that too, man. I've made those excuses. But the truth of the matter is when you're talking to yourself, when you're looking in the mirror and you're having that conversation, you can't lie, are you feeling comfortable? Or are you just saying, fuck it, whatever? Are you, are you talking yourself up or are you being honest with yourself when you're saying it's okay that I'm doing this situation, creating this situation that makes people feel uncomfortable and unsafe? These questions kind of got to me, and I wanted to do address it a little bit. Because for me, it seemed like it was kind of obvious, right? And it was a good reminder that even sometimes the things that are obvious to me, people still have those questions. And that's another good, that relates, because that that's with safety, Sometimes what you feel is obvious, someone else might not see. So have those conversations. 
You want to have a culture of open conversations about safety where anybody on the crew feels like if they see something unsafe, they can bring it up. Truly, not just lip service, right? So again, everybody on the crew, you're responsible for your own safety. And you're responsible for the safety of the people around you. So take that responsibility serious. And for the leaders out there, foster a culture of safety. Make sure that everybody feels like they are or they have a valid voice. Make sure the new guy can speak up and say, hey, man, you know, even if the new guy doesn't say, hey, we're sh- you're doing it wrong. Make sure that the, field, the new guy at least feels comfortable enough to ask that question. Hey, why are you doing this way? I thought we were supposed to do it this other way. Why are we doing it this way? And that starts from the top and having a, a complete company and culture in the field where that's an acceptable question and an acceptable thing to do. So that was a little thought I had. So hopefully... Uh, Hopefully someone heard that and that helped send them in a, in a safe direction. You know, I'm all about having fun on the crew. If you've ever worked with me or know me, you know that I'm usually the guy on the crew that's trying to promote a good time. But it's essential that if you're going to be do that, you do it understanding that we work in potentially a dangerous environment. So with that, everybody stay safe and watch each other's back.